Hey, hey, everybody. Happy end of summer. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and I am going to be talking with you today about that first life lesson, which deals with our family relationships and our connections. It's been heavy on my spirit. It's something that's happening a lot in our culture, and I think it's something we ought to talk about, our relationships and what they require of us when we're dealing with other human beings who are flawed and and not always perfect, just like we're flawed and not always perfect. Let's talk about it. Hey everyone, this is your host Sophia Nelson and happy end of summer. Hard to believe that we are ending the month of August in just this next week and headed into September, into Labor Day, back to school. And uh, I wanted to pop in uh, for a special message, something weighing heavy on my heart over the last two days is something really revealed to me about where we are in our culture as it relates to our relationships. And I had an opportunity to speak uh, at a ladies' retreat, virtually, a large organization in Georgia, and I wasn't comfortable traveling given the spikes in COVID again and RSV and the flu, and I'm just trying to stay healthy, and I want all of you to stay healthy as well. But I was able to uh, give them a virtual masterclass. And one of the places that I felt convicted about really talking to this audience about is the status of our relationships with one another, our friends, our loved ones, our spouses, our children, our greater community. I think we can all agree that these last few weeks have been tumultuous here in the United States of America and indeed around the world. My heart continues to be for the people of Ukraine. Uh, My heart goes out to many places on earth, Haiti and otherwise experiencing all type of cataclysmic natural disasters, Maui, uh, right off the coast of the United States, of course, part of the great United States. And just whether you want to believe in climate change or not, I'm not here to discuss that. But clearly, we have a series of events happening all around us that really get back to how we treat one another and how we look after one another and how we take care of one another. And, you know, I'm a big Bishop T.D. Jakes fan. It's self-care Sunday, so I decided to pop in uh, as we're on hiatus until the autumn starts. Uh, I've been resting and recovering and rejuvenating and refreshing my spirit after a very difficult 2023. My mother's health just awful from January through May. And then my grandmother dies very unexpectedly. She wasn't sick. We had to travel to California, be there, get back. I had travel. It was literally Mother's Day week. Um, And then I had some of my own health challenges with long COVID, which is why I'm being careful and I want to encourage all of you to do the same. However, what I want to talk about today is our relationships in the family. I want to put everything else aside for a moment and was listening to Bishop Jakes this morning and uh, he had a good word about his concerns about where we see the family and how no matter what went on in times past, 
Um, families could always be counted on to help one another. Families usually lived near each other. There was the nuclear family. Usually your grandmom or your aunt lived with you, maybe an uncle if they didn't have their own family. We took care of one another. Listen, I open be the one you need with the first life lesson, which is get out of their box. You are not your family. And I want to underscore that's the truth. If you had an amazing, positive, wonderful, loving, God-filled home, you are blessed. Because that is not the norm. It is the exception. All families have dysfunction. All families have problems. All families face crises. All families have the black sheep of the family, the one that's getting in trouble with the law or the one that's addicted to drugs or the one that's been in some type of domestic abuse or whatever it is. Every one of us has that in our families. But in times gone by, whether it was in tough economic times or something like the pandemic, we took care of our family. We took care of the elderly in our community. We looked out for one another. And I brought this up in the retreat that I spoke to yesterday, and I really appreciate it. And I want to give a big shout out to the Upsilon Alpha Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated in uh, Gwyneth County, Georgia, because the young sorors who were, let's say, 30 and below, uh, got up, and I thought they gave great insights as to this disconnect that those of us who are over 50 feel acutely in this time in which we live. And again, I addressed this in a book using my own family. I have been transparent for decades that I came from a very dysfunctional, very traumatic background. Both my parents were poor. Both my parents grew up in trauma that's unspeakable. They should have never been married as young as they were, and they absolutely probably shouldn't have been parents for a much longer time until they did the work on themselves and got healing from their own trauma. But you and I both know in that generation, from the greatest generation to the baby boomer generation, they did not talk about their family's problems. They did not deal with their dirty laundry. They did not out their pain. They suppressed it. They pushed it. They did their best to get away from it and they kept it moving. The problem with that is, is that trauma doesn't just go away. The problem with running and hiding and avoiding is it just generationally continues. And what you want to escape and what you don't want to pass to your kids and your grandkids, you ultimately do. Maybe in a lesser form, maybe you had great grandpa and grandpa and your dad is alcoholic, so maybe you're not an alcoholic, but maybe you're a rageaholic and maybe you are angry and maybe you go off on everybody and maybe you process the fact that you're not an alcoholic like them, but you got another vice that you don't admit to. And Bishop Jakes really talked about that this morning from a spiritual standpoint of there's something moving in the earth that's not good about the fact that we can so easily cut off our family, stick our parents in a nursing home. I read a piece in the New York Times of all places where this young woman wrote it and said, why do I have to go visit my mother in the nursing home or, or drag my kids to that? And I was appalled, as were so many, but you could see the age difference. People over 40 thought, well, 
that's awful. That's reflex. Of course you go visit your parent in a nursing home. Of course you try to take care of them if you can at home. But if it becomes too burdensome or they need extra care, you put them in a facility, you, you do the work and you love on them and you try to be there. No brainer. Reflex, right? Not for millennials, Gen Y and Gen Z. They see it very differently. And the young people that got up and spoke, I thought about what they said all night and it bothered me. Because what they said was, you're right, Sora Sophia, we do cancel people quickly. We do react very strongly. We will ghost people. We will do all of that. You're right, guilty as charged. But the reason we do it is because we see how destructive, don't miss this, we see how destructive allowing it to continue has been to our families, to our friends' families. We see how toxic and corrosive and, and soul-miring and mucking and destroying it is for you to dwell in that and to go to the family dinners when you know that there's unhealed stuff or that there's toxicity or that family member that refuses to change or refuses to apologize or refuses to repent. I agree with all of that. But I want to say something to the young people, and I said it yesterday. And Bishop Jake said it this morning. Listen, listen to today's sermon if you get a chance with Bishop T.D. Jakes. If you're a spiritual person, this is easy. If you're not, Trust me on this. You don't have to be a Christian to listen to a Christian pastor preach. You don't have to be a believer to listen to someone who's got a good word, some common sense, some things that we can all glean from. And he's talking today about the fact that any relationship you are in, listen to me, young people, listen good. Any relationship you are in is going to be hard. Any relationship you're in, people are going to make mistakes. They're going to get things wrong. They're going to fail. They're going to disappoint you because they're human. You are going to fail. You are going to disappoint. You are going to lie. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to do things that you regret. And you've got to be man or woman enough to own those things, to face yourself and to be what you need first. And I heard the young ladies when they said that they're going off to do the work and then they will do their best where there's been love. They will come back and try to help their loved ones. Well, I'm here to tell you that has been my life. And I can tell you unequivocally that I have failed in this endeavor greatly. I have not been able to save my family. And it is so not for lack of trying. I've paid for counseling. I've been the one that got us together for the family pictures, extended grace to people who absolutely did not deserve it, my father most of all. And each time that I did it, it was taken for granted. It was an entitlement. It was not respected, not reciprocated, not appreciated. It was, you're supposed to do this. And I'm saying this to say to you that what I learned, young people and people my age and older, is that the only person I can change is Sophia Angelie Nelson. The only person I can fix is Sophia Angelie Nelson. The only person who can change her destiny and her course 
to the best of her ability at this stage of life is Sophia Nelson. It ain't about my mama changing. It ain't about my daddy changing. It ain't about my brother changing or my estranged nieces that don't like us and have talked to us like dogs and talked about us like dogs and accused us and canceled us and cut us and ghosted us. That's their generation, right? I'm supposed to just be okay with it, right? Well, I'm not okay with it. But what I understand is there's little I can do about it. And so I've got to go on with my life and I've got to show up the way I need to show up. I have to do what's right even when others don't. And I fail at it every day. But thank God for the people in my life who I'm in relationship with and almost all of them outside of my family. Don't miss what I'm saying, folks. Are people who understand the power of grace, the power of true forgiveness, the power of the healing, life-changing power of courageous conversations to call me out and then call me in instead of canceling me. This consequence culture, young people, you're never going to make it in a marriage. You're never going to make it in a friendship or a relationship if you live your life based on vengeance and retribution because that's what it is. You did this to me, so I'll do that to you. You didn't show up the way I wanted to. You hurt my feelings, so I'll banish you. My grandmother used to tell me, never cut what you can untie. Never cut what you can untie. Amen, Nana. Because my grandmother grew up a child of the Great Depression, hungry, an alcoholic father who beat the hell out of her mother, who was a good godly woman, died of breast cancer before she was 40. Those people came up hard. And even though my grandfather had been an unkind man in many ways, she took care of him until the day he died. Again, absolutely a different mindset, a different generation. I have had to suck up things that I can't even begin to tell you about. Because what do you do when your parent gets sick? Do you say, I'm going to sit here and berate you for every failure, for every shortcoming, for every way you didn't show up for me, and I'm going to put you in a corner and let you be homeless and let you be on the sidewalk? Is that what we do? Boy, it sure would feel good to my flesh. But that's not what relationship is about. So my point to you this morning is this. We have got to learn, and you see this playing out around the world and in the United States of America, our politics are destroyed. They're corrosive, they're corrupt, they're vile, they're hateful. There's no more John Kennedy pointing us to the moon and talking about a new frontier. There's no Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal. There's no Ronald Reagan's mourning in America again. There's no lifting. There's no Margaret Chase Smith's declaration of conscience. There's no Dr. King's I have a dream that we will one day do the things our forebears believed we could do and perfect this union. It's hate. I don't like you. You're not like me. You upset me. You're not a part of my tribe. I'm done with you. Get away from me. Not only do I want to cancel you, I want to destroy you. And I'm going to let anything crazy come out of my mouth without stopping to think that there are consequences to me as a human being.
when I mistreat another human being, not consequences that some professor on a campus or some boss at a job or some whoever takes upon you because you didn't do something they don't like. I'm not talking about those man-made consequences. I'm talking about real spiritual karma, sowing and reaping. You cannot treat people without grace and then expect grace yourself. You cannot look at the speck in my eye without seeing you got a whole log in yours. You cannot demand that I apologize to you when you don't apologize to anybody. You guys better figure this out because life is a give and take. It's an up or down. It is not black and it is not white. It is gray every day. Life is hard. Relationships are harder. And you have to take the joyful, peaceful moments when you can get them. Because this thing takes work. Being a human being and dealing with other human beings and their traumas and their flaws and their dysfunctions and their fears and their worries, their hopes, their dreams is hard. I wanted to get on today and to tell you that what's going to save us is not some politician. What's going to save us is not a tax cut. What's going to save us is not building a border wall. What's going to save us isn't lower interest rates. What's going to save us isn't world peace. What's going to save us is having the courage to look at yourself and do the work on you, each of us individually and then collectively. It's treating each other with kindness. It's helping to lift your brother or sister when they're hungry, when they're naked and they need to be clothed and fed. It's forgiving. It's doing the work on you to be in such a healthy place that you recognize when someone's not for you, that you know to go where the love is, that you honor your peace and your joy before getting into an argument or a fight or a distraction. Great parable this morning about the weeds and the wheat. Book of Matthew, each of the gospels talks about it. But every time you're gonna grow, Every time you're going to have a harvest, you are going to deal with weeds. People will come against you, haters, family members who don't like that you're changing, that you're growing, and they want to stay the same. I'm not telling you to put up with abuse. I'm not telling you to put up with trauma. I'm not telling you to stay around people who do you harm, who don't treat you right, who use you. I'm telling you just the opposite. But what I am telling you is, is that any relationship you're in is going to require grace, forgiveness, and it's not just once or twice, it's continually. It's going to require you understanding. It's going to require you asking questions. It's going to require, require of you some humility to understand that you're human too, that you're flawed too, that you got a big mouth too, that you don't get things right either, that you're not always the nicest person, that your hands aren't clean either. And when you can get to that place, that's when you grow. That's when your relationships strengthen. That's when the blessings flow in your life. I'm saying this because I know this to be true. There are some people that I have cut off, but I didn't cut them off because I woke up one day because they pissed me off. I cut them off after years. I said years of extending grace, of extending kindness, of reaching out, of asking to talk, of wanting to be heard and being rejected, cut down, shut down, talked about and lied on. At some point, enough is enough. 
But you can't just do that the first time somebody upsets you. You can't just cut off your mama because when she was 20, she made mistakes, but she worked three jobs to feed you and your siblings. And then you're punishing her over and over and over again for what she got wrong at 20 when she's an amazing woman at 70. That's not right. That's not okay. We are all human. We all make mistakes. Let me close with this. Go back and read life lesson number one. You are not your family. Get out of their box. You don't have to continue generational curses. You don't have to be up under trauma. You don't have to think that abuse is how your story will always be or that lack or hurt or indifference. That's not true. But only you can determine that for you, not anyone else. Give people what you want. You want grace, give it. You want love, give it. You want care, give it. You want understanding, give it. You want patience, give it. But how dare you young folks out here think that you're just entitled to train wreck everybody and everything as if you're the first generation that's ever lived with trauma and bad family members and screwed up things. You're not, nor will you be the last. It's called the human condition. And we've got to do better in our families at changing, at growing, at listening. Because love is not something you're entitled to or that you should take for granted. But also understanding that if you come from a dysfunctional family and you got enough sense to see that, then you already know what the problem is. So don't just cut people off and go off on them. I tried. I paid for counseling. They weren't interested in it. They like where they are. I finally accepted that's okay. I said it in my book. Some people in the family are pissed off that I told the dirty laundry. I've been doing it for a long time and I'm going to keep doing it because it's changing other people's lives. It's helping other people. Because keeping this stuff to yourself and pretending it's not happening is dangerous. It's deadly. It will make you sick. Do not get stuck in your family's box. Show people the same grace you want. You got something to say if somebody's hurt you, tell them. Don't hold on to it for 30 years and then announce it at the Thanksgiving dinner 30 years later. You better speak up. You better say what you need to say. Because people aren't mind readers. And a lot of times people have hurt you and offended you and done things that they don't know about. And if they do know, they don't care. So you got to pick and choose your battles. But it's worth a fight at least. It's worth a conversation. It's worth listening. It's worth understanding. It's worth hearing. Because you only get one family and you only get one life. The end. I love you guys. I pray that you had a good summer. I'm looking forward to a really good fall and closing out a really difficult year and uh, going into an amazing 2024. God bless you on this self-care Sunday. Have a good last week of summer and into Labor Day and we'll be back after Labor Day. Bye-bye now.